Palmer Alexander for the Interzone Network. I want to tell you about newest sponsor, Cross Grand. They're here for all your needs. Videography, photography, weddings, corporate events. Give them a call, 314-719-6593. 314-719-6593. That's Cross Grand, located in the Dutch Town neighborhood. Sometimes you got to cross the street. You might have to cross Grand. For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, the living legend, K-I-L. One dollar kill, but kill still kills. Joining me in studio today from Red Cups on the sideline is Les Thomas, LTL Boogie, also former co-host of the 60-Minute Warning from New Black City Radio. What's up, brother? What's good, man? Glad to be amongst my brethren after so long. It's it's like uh, you kind of step to a uh, time tunnel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Yeah, because like, this this because this, this feels surreal. Yeah, you know. I mean, we, this has come a long way. I mean, what it's been 20, 25, 20 years. At, yeah. at least I would say at yeah. least. 20, 25 years, we, we, I'm do, thinking. No, we started the Six Minute Warning in uh, 2003. Right. And so, with my introduction, everything was the same, but I used to say, uh, make your monkey ass famous. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. All yes, night sir. long. All night long. Yeah. Not yeah. some of the time. All, all the, the time. time. <laughs> all, all the damn time. Yes. So, yes. okay, so look, uh, First of all, I appreciate you coming down because I know you got a lot of stuff that you got to do, a lot of responsibilities and whatnot. But you also a reason why we're here today on the In The Zone Network and why we can be able to say things like city to city and things like that. Yes. So uh, let's talk about Red Cups because, uh, listen, Red Cups on the sidelines is, is, a, is, a, is a group. Yes. Is it is a eclectic group of, of individuals yes. and uh, you guys had that had a had a show yep. and you guys follow football and whatnot and 
some of my listeners now who follow me, they see me a part of Red Cups. And I, I looked at Red Cups like a group. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like a music group. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yes. And everybody's go out, got their own little solo thing that they do, but they all come together like a group. Yeah. 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 It, it's definitely a collab, man. I mean, you know, number one, you couldn't ask for a better situation because it's a family. You know, I mean, everybody, it's, it's, it's like we blood. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, to start something like that from the origination was, if you think about it, uh, it was actually after the Rams had won the Super Bowl. So maybe, I think it was probably maybe a year later, maybe two years later. I can't quite remember, but it was right around that 2001 time frame. Uh, it's when we started getting together on a regular basis, you know. I mean, just coming together on Sunday. Sunday was our, was our day, you know. So uh, it started with maybe, you know, just a group of maybe five of us, maybe six of us or so. And then it just kind of expanded. We expanded the family from there. So uh, it was a real natural transgression to go from getting together on Sundays to, 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 to really making something of it that we can share with you know people all over you know what I mean it's just uh, so when we started doing the red cups thing it was it was just it was just a natural progression you know so uh, but but for most of all for me it was just fun it was fun and it was family you know and like you say it's just like putting a bunch of characters it's like the suicide squad man <laughs> It's like the Suicide Squad because somebody was going to leave and somebody was going to bleed. So, <laughs> so, you know, it was just like you said, you just got this myriad of different characters. Everybody kind of come from their own angle. And then when you put it together, it's like, how did all these cats even meet up? How do you get these kinds of guys together in one place to do something like this? So that was it was great. And I think the... The thing too, what helped it was the bonding over football, and I think Absolutely. the love for media, and then I think all those things kind of meshed together. So yeah. when the sixty-minute warning kind of came about, uh, and I remember that day it was in September, it was early September '03, and you know I've been trying to get get on for years, and I'm like, hey, I got a show, and right. I'm like, hey, you gonna be my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and that it was a shock, and that was like a shock to me because, like I said, I never, I never saw myself as, you know, being someone that would be doing something like this or in front of a, a microphone. But the way we interacted with each other, especially when it came to football, and it also bled into other sports mm-hmm. and things like that. But the way me and you came together and just talked with me, it just started with us just generally talking about sports. We, we, you know, we had some of the same thought processes and, and we could agree to disagree on certain things, but it all just came together. And then to put it in front of a microphone to share it with people, it was just like, I never saw myself that, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, you, you've always been that driving force. And like I said, I, I thank you for even giving me the opportunity to get in front of a microphone and to express my opinions and at the same time be myself. So, so yeah. And you know when we was doing uh, the sixty minute warning, the 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 guest and I, and I don't know if you remember, but Mark Kaysen, Mark Kaysen, cabbage head ass. <laughs> so 
he was always trying to scheme and, and mm-hmm. even back then i was always trying to find sponsors and i never forget I think I told you, uh, I called just at less. I got Gus, Gus Fashion, you know, going, going sponsors. I was, yeah. I looked for sponsors back then. Yeah. And Gus was, was going to give us $500 mm-hmm. as a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I, I tell Mark Kaysen, and Mark Kaysen says, well, I'm going to get 350 of that. And I said, what? Right. What? I'm, yeah. saying, I'm like, why would I give you $350 of $500 I made? I'm like, fuck it. I didn't want it. Right. So, yeah. you know, that I didn't do it. And yeah. then here comes Terry Southern Cafeteria. Yeah. You know, yeah. Found, found another sponsor that, that let us try the food. And then it, it went over to Big Jake's. Remember Big, Big Jake's? Big Jake's. That's what I was trying to remember. I was like, who was that other one? Big Jake's. Barbecue. Yeah, man. Hey, I remember some big jakes. I remember being down there. We had some of the show from down yeah, there. Yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. We did our first. We did. We did our first kind of live remote show from Big Jake's Barbecue on Delmore, and there were times where we basically did the show from the phone line from Big Jake's. I yeah. mean, yeah, on the phone, on the phone. <laughs> You know, one person be in the studio, yeah. the other person basically be doing the show live from the telephone from Big Jake's, but, I yeah. mean, we did it. We did it. You know, we did, we, it, uh, yeah. we did it. Freeman was happy, and then uh, and then after the show was over, like, either Les would come over or I would, you know, drive over, and then just more uh, festivities would begin. It was like... Big Jake's was, was, was fun. It was fun. It was, it was definitely fun. Big Jake's, but then... Um. Finally, then get those credentials. Finally, finally got those credentials. Yeah. Finally get those credentials, and so I covered the Bengals game, and, and uh, I think I remember I was calling you and shit, and I can't. I remember driving back to your house right after the game, and I had all I had my tape recorders, and it was like, now I'm covering the Rams. We went from sitting in. Headquarters in the basement on Castle. Right now, I'm on the sideline. Now you're on the sidelines, and you know, and like I say, when when you say you're gonna do something, you're gonna you know you're gonna do it. There, there's no reason to not believe when you say you're gonna do something. When you say, look, you know, you coming along with me, okay? I'm work on getting getting this credential for you, and we gonna be down at the dome doing the games, and I'm just like. You know, I'm thinking in my head, man, that sounds like a lot of damn legwork. I mean, you know, because the people you have to you have to deal with in those circles, you know, there's some good people. Then there's some people that's going to make some shit hard for you. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they gonna try to block at every doorway. But, you know, as time went on, the next thing I know, I got a damn credential. And I'm like, I ain't going to ask no questions. I don't even know how you pulled that shit off. But let's go. Let's, let's go. Sunday mornings was never more fun. It was like it was like waking up Christmas morning as a kid every damn Sunday. Let's go. I'm out the bed. <laughs> that is the voice of Les Thomas LTL Boogie from Red Cups on the sideline. Join us in studio, sponsored by Cafe Piazza and Cross Grand. We're going city to city in your city. So, hey, um... <laughs> Them Sundays were a lot of fun. I think what made it even more fun is that, all right, you know, I got I got my credential. We both there covering the games. Right. 
And you get a chance to see some of these people right. in their element. In their element, yeah. And and get a chance to see. Uh, what were some of the biggest surprises of some of the people that you got a chance to meet up close, good or bad? Well, I tell you what. Um, just, you know, just as, like, just as far as like some of the, the, the players, you know, like I said, it was really exciting to be able to cover the Rams and to be actually, you know, after the game, being in the locker room, you know, seeing how these guys, you know, just what their routines are on Sundays, like after the game and whatnot. Um, you know, Mike Bartz was a, is a character, okay? You know, you look at you look at head coaches and they're always pretty stern faced. They got a lot to, you know, concentrate on. They they're, they're game managing all the time. And then, you know, when the game is over with, Win, lose, or draw, you you know you're gonna get something, you know. And 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 and, and, and surprisingly to me, Mike Marsh is one of those guys where after a while you didn't know what you was gonna get. You know, I mean this dude, after you know, after one particular victory, starts doing wolf man jack imitations. Hey Peaches, how you doing, baby? I'm just like I'm looking around like, does anybody else see this? <laughs> oh, I said, is this man? I remember. Mike? It was um, it was after practice. It was after practice. He was busting Howard Balzer because Howard Balzer had hadn't shaved in a while. <laughs> but Howard always looked fuzzy. I love well, yeah, Howard. He, yeah, he yeah, always yeah, looked fuzzy. Him. But I was my guy. I but but Marks was busting his balls by him looking like Wolfman Jack. It was it was it was all God. He's like, hey, this Wolfman Jack. Yeah, he's like, yeah, this Peaches. Yeah, give me a dime. I give you some of my time, baby. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mar- Mike Marsh was definitely a character. And, and you know what? You just may remember something. The Patriot game. When the Patriots came to St. Louis, um, it had to be either 04. Or 05. It was one of those years, either 04 or 05, mm-hmm. when the Patriots came to St. Louis. And, and, and matter of fact, it was 04 because the Cardinals was in the World Series against the Red Sox at the time. Okay. And so it was supposed to be St. Louis' revenge game against the Patriots. And so Troy Brown caught the trick field goal. Uh, it was the trick field goal. Mm-hmm. Troy Bar- Brown caught the pass. Martz was so pissed at the, at the presser. So me and Les sitting right next to each other. And uh, it was uh, Jim Thomas, Martin Kilcoin, Howard Balzer, and it was just dead silence. And so uh, so, so Jim, he was like, uh, 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 Mars, uh, a coach. Uh, so so how about that, that trick play? You see Troy Brown? And then um, <laughs> Mars, <laughs> you know, he sits up, and he bristles in his chair. He calls uh, Jim Thomas Jimbo. <laughs> and I, I put my I put my head down, and I'm looking at Lester. Say, you see this? He he's he's losing his shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mars was losing his shit, and he's going at Jim Thomas. And Jim, you know, I love Jim. You know, Jim Jim just asking him a question, and Mars like he said, "What do you, what, what do you think, Jim? What you want you want me to follow him to to the restroom?" I'm like, God damn, yeah. man! It was, <laughs> but. I want the laugh so I mean normally I would have fell on the floor. I want to fall on the floor. Right. But we right. had to sit there and sit still. Yeah. And like, did yeah. you see that? Do you see what just happened? Yeah. 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 Those 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 were those kinds of moments 
that were, were kind of priceless. And, you, and like I said, everybody doesn't get to experience that. You know what I mean? So, to like I said, to, 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 to be there and get ready to see the wheels literally come off. I'm like, you know, it kind of made me think about the old Hal McRae moment <laughs> when he was managing the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> I don't know if everybody remembers that yeah. moment oh, where, yeah. you know, where all yeah. the press is in this little bitty office <laughs> asking them questions <laughs> that he damn sure don't want to have to answer. And, man, when the wheels come off, you just <laughs> never know what's going to happen. <laughs> By the way, reporter got hit in the face with a phone. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, you know, so when you see that, it's like, oh, you know. So you never know what's going to happen. One round practice that I will, well, two stories, the draft. Yeah. We love our beer. Yeah. If, it, if you know me and Les, we love our beer. So beer and football, they go together. Hand in hand. But I was under such a tight microscope that I, yeah. I figured that they was trying to bait me putting the beer out there. Oh, you was definitely getting set up. So. And if I had touched the beer, that would been my ass. <laughs> yeah, so oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to lose my credential. And I wasn't going to let Les get blown up. And so it was the one uh, guy, his name was Barry. Slim white cat. And so me and Barry were standing over that cool little beer, a, a Bud Light. I don't even like Bud Light unless it's right. free. So we see the Bud Light in a can of sweating, and you're seeing a, the bead of sweat run down the side of the can. You're eating them dry-ass deli sandwiches. Your mouth is dry. You're tired of Aquafina. You're like... I want beer. Right. Oh, I yeah. want it now. And I want it now. So I said, hey, Barry, look at this beer right here. And he said, yeah, yeah, Palmer. Looks real good and cold. I said, uh, you think you may want to grab one? He said, yeah, I think I would. But I'm a recovering alcoholic. I'm like, damn. Strike. <laughs> I'm like, no, true story. True story. So I'm like, who's going to be the first person to grab a beer? Who's going to be the first person to grab a beer? Because I wasn't going to be the first one. And Les wasn't going to be the first one. So we basically sitting at the draft. We watching the beer the whole fucking time. The whole time. And so finally, time. Dwayne Lewis, the, then PR director, one of the few that I got along with. So he come over. He said, uh, Hey, Palmer, why, why you ain't have nothing in that beer? I said, man, you know, I didn't know, man. I thought y'all was trying. Man, we got this beer for y'all, man. Man, just help yourself to some of that beer, man. Drink some of that beer, man. Drink some, man. Help yourself. <laughs> so, you know what I did, you know, since 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 I was, you know, uh, he gave me that boat of confidence. I was so confident after that conversation, I went to Motormart. You're listening to In The Zone, city to city, state to state, worldwide. <laughs> I'm not a damn fool. No. I'm a fool, but not a damn fool. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, true story. I'm telling you, that, was, that, that shit was hilarious. I mean, I guess what I really remember about that, about that moment was there was almost like a force field around that beer. Nobody came within 
10 feet of that beer. It was like they would come to the cooler, make a 90 degree turner, turn and go around the damn cooler, around us. We were the closest ones to it. So it's like we were inside the force field because we like beer. <laughs> and everybody else was outside of it. It was like, hey man, there's something strange about this. I don't, I mean, I've never had beer that close to me. <laughs> Free. Free. <laughs> Free. And did not feel in a comfortable position <laughs> to even touch it. I could look at it as long as I wanted to. But I didn't feel comfortable in touching it. It was the most eerie feeling I've ever had in my life around beer. That's some bullshit. Now, I'm telling you, no man who loves beer as much as we do should ever feel uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And that was an uncomfortable feeling. It was. Even after Dwayne had gave you that vote of confidence. We went to Motormark. Motormark. <laughs> It didn't have one beard, but had two beards stuck together. Yep. It's called a tall can. Thank you. <laughs> you listen to In The Zone. That's Thomas LTF. That is why we have him here. Yes, sir. Man. We, to tell these stories. I mean, really. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's time. It's I mean, real. Good, it's real. Good times. Yes, sir. Yes, real, sir. Real, good real good times, man. So, uh, listen. Um, I do want to have a little bit of business. If you don't mind, so my guy Josh Price from the Price Check can't hear you, uh, can't be here. So uh, Austin, drop that beat. We're about to do something different. I'm sorry, just just hang with me, okay? Ah, uh, city to city, state to state, worldwide. Don't listen to the In the Zone Network, Palmer Alexander. The living legend K.I.L. One nail the killer, kiss still kills. Joining me in studio instead of Josh Price, it's Les Thomas L.T.L. Boogie from Red Cups on the Sideline. How you doing, brother? Nice. Hey, 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 look here. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. You said you want to be moved. And this is moving. I'll tell you, the movement just keeps on moving. Yes. Yes. All right, so let's talk a little bit of NBA early on in the season. Shots out to Josh Price on assignment, man. He always be holding it down. So I'm like, who else I trust to hold it down with me except for my co-host from the 60-minute Warner, LTL Boogie. Never steer me wrong. Yes, sir, man. I, you know I got your back, man. 10-4, so 10-4. Let's roll it. So early on, so now it's earlier in the season. What are your thoughts so far on the East? You know, um... The last couple of years, uh, people have already penciled the New Jersey, pardon me, the 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 Brooklyn Nets into the NBA Finals, but I don't see it that way. You know, this team is old; they're they're getting older. Uh, Kyrie has never played eighty games in the season. Harden seems to flame out in the playoffs. They got one stuck, Kevin Durant. I, I'm not ready to pencil them in in the finals. I, I think you still got to go through Milwaukee. What are your thoughts? That's exactly where I was going to go with that. I mean, you know, number one, nobody thought that anybody in the East was going to beat whoever was going to come out the West. Let's just let's just go back for a minute, you know. Uh, unless it was going to be Brooklyn, nobody else was going to have a shot at beating whoever was going to be coming out of the West. And here comes Milwaukee, a team that's, that I've literally been waiting for years to be put together correct. I mean, you know, we remember when the Greek Freak first came, 
Okay. He was you was fantasy the, squad. Yeah. And you was, like I said, you was the first person to even bring him to my attention. And I'm like, who is this guy with 13 syllables in his last name that I can't pronounce? <laughs> Just call him the freak. They call him the Greek freak. I said, okay. That's easier than uh, that name. So, but it's like, okay, Milwaukee, they, 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 they've had continued to screw things up for years of how to how to build a team around a guy who was going to be a perennial, perennial all-star and superstar in this league. And somehow they finally pieced it all together and those guys play with each other better than anybody else that I've seen in the East. The, the, you know, the, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets was always a, 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 just a quandary to me, you know, because, you know, you try to put together these super teams and for one reason or another, it doesn't work out quite the way you want it to work out. I mean, injuries always play a part in that. Uh, chemistry always plays a part in that. You know, and then you have, you know, you got to have the right head coach who can who can coach these egos, man. You know what I'm saying? So building a super team isn't always the way to go. But I think Brooklyn tried to take that shortcut. Let's build this super team. Let's get these, these three guys who want to play together. Okay, here they are. Most of the year, they never played together, you know. Somebody's, you know, always got a towel around their neck on the bench, you know. I mean, so it's like, when when, when we going to see the finished product? But right now, as far as the East is concerned, you're right. You're going to have to go through Milwaukee. Right now, Milwaukee, you know, it's, it's, it's early on, but they've already shown flashes of that championship flavor to me. And just keeping in the East, uh, the Knicks, you know, they, they, they're a lot better. I think one of their biggest changes with Nathan better is, is having Coach Thibodeau, who's a, who's an accomplished coach, won a championship. Uh, on the downside, he has a tendency to grind his teams down. You saw what happened when, you know, when he had D. Rose mm-hmm. in Chicago. He had great teams in Chicago, but yeah. the team, the, the, they seem to flame out. Uh, as a fan, too, of the NBA how important is it for you for the Knicks to be compatible? Man, look, the Knicks have been a staple in the NBA even before I started watching basketball, okay? I mean, I remember, you know, on Sundays, you know, or I forget what people like do, when they used to show the games on CBS, yeah. you know. I mean, it was nothing for you to turn the TV on, and that would be one of the first teams you see. You know, when I was really getting into basketball, I was a Laker fan. You know, I, I like the sh- Showtime Lakers, you know, of course, Magic and Kareem. And, you know, because those guys, they moved. I mean, it was it was exciting, you know. And But like I said, the Knicks have always been a staple. It's important for this league for the Knicks to be competitive and to be in the mix. It just, it just kind of just brings everything and rounds everything out in the NBA. If you don't see L.A., you don't see New York, as much as I hate that stigma, that East Coast, West Coast thing, it's always been that. So it is very important for the Knicks to be competitive. It's, it's, it's very important for them to be in the mix when it comes playoff time. And I was pleasantly surprised last year to see a lot of those young guys that they had on that team come together and be competitive. I mean, I mean, I, I like Julius Randle, you know. I mean, he's, you know, I, when he left L.A., I was like, man, this dude is going to be in the land of the lost going to New York. 
boy, this is not going to be good. So, but it's working out. It's working out for him. He's found his game, you know, and I think he can lead the charge with the Knicks to take that next step. Can they take that next step? It's going to be the question. So, I don't know if they need another player, you know, maybe a, 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 another veteran presence that can kind of guide them, get them over the hump. I'm not sure what, what the Knicks need, but I do know they need to be in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on our two St. Louisans who are making us so proud, Bradley Bill and Jason Taylor? Hey, man, I got Tatum on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> let's, just, let's just put that right there. I wasn't able to get Bill, too, because I picked last but <laughs> but i've got jason tatum look man I, I I'm, I'm proud of those guys you know uh they they are just just they are they're outstanding people number one you know uh it's like you know if you see these guys anywhere you know they you know they won't treat you like you know you're a piece of shit you know yeah. and shoot you away you know that you know you know, they, 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 they know they're human beings just like we are, and we're just fans on the outside looking in. So, But those guys, you know, we know Bill can score at, 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 at any point. I hope that he gets a ring sometime in his career, you know, before, you know, the over-the-hill time comes. And, look, I think I don't know what's going to happen in Boston. I know Tatum's going to lead them to wherever they get to, but – with the injuries and whatnot, I I just don't know what's going to happen with them. But those are, you know, I'm proud to say that those are St. Louis's. That's the voice of Les Thomas, LT, L Boogie from Red Cups on the sideline. We're getting ready. Go to a break. I am so sorry, you insufferable Laker fans. We won't talk about you today. That is why you have the price check. We're going city to city in your city. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is the network. What up, everybody? This is LT, Les Thomas from the Red Cups crew. I want to give a shout-out to my son and my daughter, Deron and Brianna. And I want to give a shout-out to my wonderful, wonderful wife, Candy. And you are listening to the network. I'm Alexander for the Interzone Network. I want to tell you about newest sponsor, Cross Grand. They're here for all your needs. Videography, photography, weddings, corporate events. Give them a call, 314-719-6593. 314-719-6593. That's Cross Grand, located in the Dutchtown neighborhood. Sometimes you got to cross the street. You might have to cross Grand. For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., 
Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. 